The following has been produced by Talk Football LLC. Former Florida Gators quarterback, NFL quarterback, and NFL head coach. Coach K. Stevenson has a resume second to none, and now he's sharing his insider information with you. Talk Football with Coach K starts right now. Welcome in to another edition of Talk Football with Coach K. On this episode, Coach sits down with Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich. Let's get right into that interview. Listen, congratulations again. Uh, uh, what a what a great year you had last year. What a great job you guys did. It was uh, well, thank you. Fantastic. I thought you did a uh, an outstanding job, especially coming back uh, with the rough start that you had and and uh, making it happen. Frank, that's that's really really a uh, a tribute to you and and your staff and and those players up there. What do you? Yeah. You, well, no, yeah, no doubt we got the right kind of players. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I should think so. You know, uh, you certainly have a quarterback. I think is just he's one of the top. He's in the top three or four. There's no doubt about that in the, in the league. And, yeah, uh, he's he's outstanding. Let me ask you a couple of questions, uh, Coach. Now, looking at your draft, I, I thought you had, uh, for not having a first-round pick, I thought you had an excellent draft. Uh, uh, because you've had a chance to look at them now, so I can ask you a little bit about them. But I thought especially your uh, uh, Paris Campbell, the receiver from Ohio State, uh, uh, to be able to take the top off uh, virtually any defense in the league. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we really were excited about being able to get Paris. He was a guy that we had targeted, a guy that we thought had the right kind of character, you know, to fit our program, our locker room, you know, the right kind of makeup as far as just personal character and football character. Um, you know, and then, like you said, Coach, uh, just had a unique skill set uh, with that speed, that, that low 4-3 speed that he has to take the top off. And not just take the top off. I mean, we really like to use guys with his ability because he's got good running ability as well to, you know, to be able to use him on some crossing routes and some screens and, and use that speed and running ability that he has in those ways as well. And then on top of that, we really felt like uh, Paris, even though the role that he played at Ohio State was kind of a hybrid role, a hybrid slot receiver kind of role, he did some gadgets and a lot of that slot receiver stuff. But we really felt Paris had a skill set it could be used to develop as a, you know, as a, like a legit, you know, NFL wide receiver. He's not just a, not just a gadget guy, not just a hybrid guy. We think Paris has the skill set to be a legit NFL receiver playing inside or outside. Uh, you just answered my next question. Does he really have the receiver skills uh, that you know? And I know yeah, you just about have to have uh, speeds. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to have to prove. Obviously he's going to have to prove that. But you know what we saw on tape, uh, we were looking for key, key things on tape that we saw that demonstrated those abilities. Then at his workout, you know, we saw that certainly at his combine. You know, we felt like everybody in the world saw that he had a great combine workout. His route running was really, was really good, and the way he caught the ball, he showed that showed all those traits. So we're really excited. Yeah, he, I certainly jacked him up on a list uh, uh, that I had, and it looked to me that he had the receiver skills, meaning uh, body control, eye-hand coordination, uh, 
the ability to uh, judge the uh, the football uh, coming down, where it's coming down, speed and all that. Yes. All those things that you have to look for with a uh, with the receiver. Interesting that you said he could fit a number of different roles, uh, and and gosh, with that with that type of ability, uh, you're right. Just get him the football, and if he has the run skills, also he's going to be tough to he's going to be tough to handle. Yeah, we're excited. And then, you know, on top of that, he's a great teammate. I mean, he's got he's got uh, you know he's got the confidence that you need as a player in this league, but he's also got the humility, you know, to be a yeah. good teammate and to be in that mindset that he can always keep getting better. Let me, let me ask you a couple of uh, questions. How do you feel your your rushing and your run game is coming along or will will uh, develop this year? I know you were probably not exactly where you wanted to be. You certainly did enough to uh, keep them honest, but you probably uh, want a little bit more production there. But how, how do you feel it's coming? Yeah, we got a really slow start there. And um, I feel like we learned a lot. You know, we have the right players. Uh, you know, our offensive line is, uh, we think, you know, central and core and a big st- strength on our team. So that's why we drafted Quentin Nelson with the sixth pick of the draft. You know, drafted Braden Smith real early. You know, we got a first-round draft pick playing center, Ryan Kelly, and a first-round draft pick playing left tackle, and Anthony Costanzo. And then, you know, Mark Golinski at right guard is, is, a, is a really explosive run blocker. So um, we're expecting big things in the run game. Last year in the first six games, I think we were ranked 30th in the league in rushing out of 32 teams, obviously. But if you look at the 10-game span at the end of the year um, where we got on our run and, and won nine out of 10, we, we were ranked, I think, uh, seventh uh, for those 10 weeks. So we want to build off of what we did the last 10 games of the year. We saw how it firsthand correlated to us winning football games. So we're pretty determined that we have to run the football and we want to start the year uh, that way. Oh, absolutely. Let me, uh, uh, let, let me tell you something that's interesting. Uh, I know you don't really need my opinion on anybody that you have, <clears throat> but I'm looking at your, uh, your offensive front and, Normally, I'm very, very familiar with the maturation process up there. Usually it takes three, at least three, more like four or five years to get the offensive lineman at his peak maturity, at his peak for proficiency up there. Your your kid, Nelson, uh, I watched him and, and, and even had a chance to look at some uh, additional tape on him or uh, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I shouldn't probably shouldn't say this. It's an overreach, but uh, he may be, he may be one of the top two or three offensive linemen in the national football league as a rookie. Uh, I mean, I've never seen a rookie do what, uh, what this kid did. Yeah. He's a unique player. I mean, and uh, you know, it's not really a surprise. I don't think to anybody, I mean, it, certainly the level. And like you said, there's a, um, what he established this year on the field was pretty impressive, but it's really, he, he did that at Notre Dame. He was really well coached at Notre Dame. So, um, he, he was brought up, right. This guy's got a mind. He's got a winning mindset. He's very competitive, tremendous work ethic, a great team player. And he not only pushes himself, he's, 
he's pushing everybody in the in the room to get better. He's not going to accept anything less than the best effort from himself and from his teammates. So um, that, that just pours out of him. I mean, he doesn't have to force that. It just it just kind of drips off of him. And, uh, and and we all see that and made a big impact in our locker room and on the field. No, that's you don't get that. Could you could you no, quickly you uh, uh, could you quickly go through uh, a couple of other of your draft picks and how they're panning out? How you feel they're they're coming along? If you're going to yeah, have absolutely. some starters out of there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, the so we did have a late first round pick that we we traded back. And so to get that, you know, we traded back. And so we ended up with several second round picks. So we took Rocky Sin uh, from Temple. He's just a really strong, tough, competitive corner who's got the length and toughness and the quickness, the ball skills, you know, that we like in a corner. Um, he, he's our kind of guy. He's got, he's a team player. He's tough as nails. Um, and this guy's a cornerback. You know, normally you're not thinking, saying those things about a cornerback, but that's true about Rock. So, very excited about him. You know, we took Ben Banigou, you know, defensive end. So we we really think this guy can rush the passer and can develop in that area. Bobby Okariki, linebacker from Stanford, um, really very impressive guy. He's long. You look at all, you know, um, Darius Leonard, right? He took the NFL by storm last year with what he accomplished on defense. And he's got this length and speed and quickness and instincts. And we think Bobby Okariki has some of those same traits. And then we drafted another linebacker later, EJ Speed, who, who is also real long. You know, he's six six three and just long arms, uh, fast, you know, really fast. So, our linebacker, you know, core, that's kind of the MO of what we're looking for. Um, you know, we drafted uh, uh, Kari Willis, you know, strong safety. Uh, we really like, you know, here's a guy who we think can really contribute early, um, really a good cover guy for a strong safety, but also really good toughness, very good tackler. Uh, so we're excited about him. Marvell Tell, you know, played safety, but can also play corner. Um, we're, we're excited with where he's at. Um, so, you know, Jackson Barton, uh, you know, we drafted him late offensive lineman. He's showing some promise. And, uh, so, yeah, Javon Patterson, another offensive lineman, unfortunately had an ACL injury, so he'll be out for the year. But, yeah, we, we feel good about our draft picks. We, uh, you know, might be missing one guy. But, uh, oh, Jerry Green uh, just came to mind, defensive end from Mississippi. Uh, some good skill set of running the passer, passer, and think he can develop some as well. Yeah, yeah, you you certainly had. I think you had an outstanding uh, draft. I really do. Let me ask you a couple of other <clears throat> uh, questions. Um, on this is your second year now going into camp. A uh, little different, I'm sure, uh, from your first year in in the way of uh, familiarity, if nothing else. But as far as uh, uh, handling camp uh, are there any things uh that, that are different this year that you didn't have to contend with last year or vice versa you know i mean i think this year last year coming into training camp there were zero expectations um on this team and, you know everyone was thinking it was a rebuilding year and and so what we ended up doing was really exceeded expectations where this year coming into training camp, 
the the expectations are real high. So really coming in, you know, we're just trying to not let that be a distraction. Right. You know, that that's not what we're thinking about looking at. What we're thinking about is how do we get better? So as a coaching staff, you know, it's all about how can we get better as a coaching staff installing our schemes, special teams, defense, offense. You know, how can we get the players ready better? You know, I mean, how can we be smart in practice? How can we minimize injuries in practice and soft tissue injuries? Um, practice smarter. You know, it's training camp, so you want to you want to go hard and and do all that stuff. But at the same time, you got to be smart. So every year, you're looking at how can we tweak the schedule to still get all the work that we need to get done, but at the same time, you know, um, be smart and take care of the players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, key question here. What do you see, you, know, you being more involved with offense, obviously, for, for quite a while in the NFL, what do you see changing uh, offensively in the league, Frank? I, I understand there's more of the run-pass option, but uh, what, what – what overall do you see uh, changing, if anything? Well, I do think some of the college game is coming in, uh, some of that RPO stuff. And, you know, you just see, you know, offense is trying to be creative. But when I say creative, it's not doing crazy things. Creative doesn't mean crazy in my mind. Creative just means using your personnel, using formations in a creative way using your personnel in a creative way to try to create matchups and leverage for your players to succeed. And so, um, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into that. Um, some of the schemes, you know, some of the RPO schemes that come into play from the college game, you know, I think have been good. Um, I don't, you know, we're not ready as an offense to, you know, we're not trying to play college ball. We're, you know, we got an elite uh, quarterback who can throw the ball all over the place, but, there's still things, there's still a couple things that we can pick up on. And I think, you know, you've got to keep an open mindset. You've got to keep a growth mindset. And how can we use a couple of these little things from the college game to put our players in, in, in a good position? Gosh, I couldn't agree with your answer more. Uh, like, honest to goodness, you know, an interesting thing was the, to me, was the Super Bowl last year. New England against the Rams, against those fast, uh, undersized linebackers. They lined up an old 1960s offense. Uh, fullback, a big fullback, tight end, two receivers, quarter, two backs, uh, quarterback, and they went at them with whams, leads, traps. They went every way you could go after them, forced, a, uh, forced them into that uh, eight-man front. And I'm sure uh, in hearing luck, talk the other day on, on, a, on an interview he understands the value of the running game where you can uh, force him to uh, get get closer to to the to an eight-man front and and give you a chance to throw with a one high as opposed to always trying to throw against a two high and uh, but anyway they yeah. just they just went back to uh, they went back to 1960s football and just uh, whipped them uh, every way you can whip them yeah, well, you saw that. You saw that, and and I think the whole key in all that is. I think the whole key in all that is, you know, you got to you got to be committed to what you do, and that that was kind of New England's mo. You know, they've done a lot of that all year, and and found ways to make it work. And so, 
um, that, that's what we try to do as well. I mean, we have our personnel is built around a certain offensive scheme, defensive scheme, um, different than New England, different than the Rams. Um, you know, we're we're trying to identify and sign players that fit the schemes that we run, um, and so and then stay true to those things that work that that we think work best for those kind of players. Right. Uh, just uh, I got two two other questions, Frank, and I'm, I apologize for holding you up here. One, how would you describe your your defense uh, overall? If you were, you know as an offensive coach going in to play against the Indianapolis Colts defense, how would you describe the yeah. defense you're going to face? I mean, we're running hit, we're aggressive. We, you know, we're we're probably smaller in some ways and longer and faster than most defenses. And, um, you know, we want to lead the league and hustle. Everybody talks about that, but we really hold our players accountable to that, you know, to that philosophy. And, and then, um, you know, we're going to keep it simple on defense and, and allow, turn the players loose, let them use their speed and athleticism and aggressiveness to their advantage. We don't want them thinking too much. Uh, we're going to do just enough to be able to keep offenses guessing a little bit, but other than that, we want to keep it simple and, and, and turn them loose and let them play with speed and aggressiveness. Yeah, well, again, I couldn't agree with you more. If you can get those types of players um, and coach them well, yeah, that, that, you know, you got to coach them well if you're going to play that style. And uh, you're doing that, so uh, that, that certainly sounds A lot of it comes back down to when we do that, you know, we really believe that by keeping the scheme simple, that Fun, the basic fundamentals and technique of playing with leverage and proper footwork and pad placement, you know, where your eyes need to be, that we can teach those things and drill those things over and over again. And when you keep it simple, um, what it comes down to is these one-on-one matchups. And what's going to win those one-on-one matchups is the right fundamentals and technique. Yeah. So if you get them thinking too much, um, you, you can disrupt that. And so that, that's really what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Your division, it's a tough division, but, uh, you know, you got a couple of teams that could, uh, to me, it's, it's a very interesting uh, division in that you got a couple, you got a, the, the the team to beat are obviously the Indianapolis Colts. So you guys, uh, no question about that. But what if uh, Jacksonville can get their defense back together and Foles can, uh, you know, give them some uh, stability there offensively, um, and then you you've got um, uh, with with uh, Houston awfully talented, and uh, of course the same with the Titans. How do you feel overall about your your division? Yeah, we got a strong division, and uh, we like it like that. I mean, I think there's something to that. You know, you play those division opponents twice when you play in a tough division; they kind of get you ready for if you can succeed and do well and win your division and it's a tough division it toughens you up for playoff football which is really what you want to get ready for so like you said jacksonville we know is is very good defensively um you know last year they they embarrassed us we beat them the first game here in lucas oil and then they embarrassed us down there they shut us out and uh you know that's that's you know it's not good so and now they got Nick Foles playing quarterback. Obviously, I know Nick very well, and I couldn't respect the guy any more than I, I respect Nick Foles. He's a he's a class act, and, and he's a great player. So 
Um, they're going to be good. Houston, this is why our division is good. Every team in our division has a good defense and, and good quarterback play. Houston has, you know, one of the better defenses in the league as well. And then Deshaun Watson, I just think, is a, is a big-time playmaking quarterback. He's got some real weapons at his disposal. That's, that's a dangerous team. So, um, you know, and then you go to Tennessee, and same thing. You know, Mike Rabel's doing a great job there with that team. He's got them playing tough, and, you know, defensively, they're, they're very stout. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're, they're a force on defense. And then offensively, uh, you know, I think Marcus Mariota, you know, and when he's healthy is, you know, he's also a top-level top level player. So we'll have our work cut out for us in our division, but uh, we're excited about the prospects. Well, I know you are, and you certainly should be. Just one uh, one quickie. Is New England, uh, would you consider them to be the still be the best in the AFL? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're, you know, they're the world champions, so until – until uh, someone dethrones them, that that's the mindset that you have. They deserve that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, they obviously are the, the class of the AFC and of the league in many respects for a lot of years. So uh, give them their credit. I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. Listen, I I've held you a long time. Again, I appreciate very much you taking the time to be with us, and uh, I wish you all the best. I'm pulling for you, uh, pull for you every game. I appreciate it, Coach. Always great talking with you. Same here. Thanks so much, Frank.